0: Good morning everyone. I'm Laura Hogan
1: and I'm Jennifer Stafford
0: and wel- welcome to episode three of Healing War Wounds and today we're going to get to know Jennifer Stafford. Yes, I'm
1: so excited to share some of my journey with you guys.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to kind of uh, kick off with um, we're just going to learn a little bit about your early years. Yeah, like where were you born?
1: Just a little bit about the fun stuff. Okay, I'm <laughs> Let's from start there, yeah, for sure. Well, much like Laura, I'm from a small town, not quite as small as her. Yeah. Uh, mine might have been the ma- major city compared to yours. I went totally. to Alvarado, grew you up had at, stoplights. Yes, oh, I did, yeah, uh, and I we see. had a donut shop and a level, okay. so it was so you kind didn't have of a, a post office. <laughs> so you're,
0: you're killing it.
1: Yeah, we were a big deal compared to her. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, but I was from I'm from Alvarado. I actually, mm-hmm. was born in Grand Prairie, Texas. We lived. I lived in Alvarado my uh, most of my life until mm-hmm. I got a little older, and I'll share that when we move on in my testimony yes. uh, but I had um, one of I was uh, the only girl I had two brothers they were older but I was the youngest uh, I was a daddy's girl yeah. um grew up on a little bitty I mean I wasn't really like a mini but we had five acres right. loved animals have tons of animals Laura yeah. knows everywhere we go I'm like where's my animals simple my babies. little mini babies yeah. I gotta go find yeah. them yeah. but we had horses and yeah. cows and um just loved it I loved a simple life I uh, we were country so I went fishing all the time and yeah. uh just hung out but I was like one of the boys because i was the only girl right right
0: <laughs> i mean that's fun though right yeah growing up with all the baby animals and you still love them yeah the i stock do. show the other day yes your little your little animal well going on yes
1: i did i got to look at the rabbits and right. the animals um i do i what that's one of my passions one day is to have a mini farm
0: yeah <laughs> and i can totally see you doing that i'll come visit okay yes okay Okay, so you grew up in Alvarado. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me, did you grow up going to church? Kind of give me an idea of what it was like in those early years, like, you know,
1: yeah. Well, it's that. my, my growing up, I, both of my parents knew God, but it was very interesting because they were very opposite. Yeah. Uh, when you could imagine Pentecostal and Southern Baptist, mix. that's what yeah. it was. It was a mix. So we had a fiery thing over here, and my mom, my mom was very, very uh, calm and collective. So, yeah. uh, definitely was that, the dynamic for us. Uh, there was a lot of commotion because, um, it wasn't that they were divided necessarily knowing the Lord, but their belief patterns were a sure. lot different. They grew grew up in different environments so we had a lot of um chaos yeah a word I could share share um and that's more just you know having a lot of things to work through in their lives um so it was very chaotic uh but uh as the Lord has took me through life I've been able to hold on to a lot of the good things and learn from the things that um I grew up that I didn't necessarily understand back then or or think were healthy back then so that was good
0: yeah so, since I've known you, your dad passed away, I think, right mm-hmm. after we met, yeah. so I didn't ever meet your dad, but you've kind of told me a little bit of the di- dynamics with him, and can you kind of walk us through what it was like, um, maybe, with that?
1: Yeah, um, so, being that my dad was Pentecostal, he was raised in an environment, so everybody, t- in my 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 opinion, so I love my father, so before I share, I want to say this. The Lord has been so faithful. And before I share what happened when I was young, before my fa- father passed away, mm-hmm. me and my dad had put everything to rest and we had right. such a beautiful relationship. Yeah. It was beautiful. So with that being said, uh when I was younger, um because of what he grew up in, he was a product of his environment too, sure. right? We all and are. Yeah. you don't know what you don't know Absolutely. and he was kind of raised in in that um uh, a little bit rougher environment, yeah. so him coming to us kind of was the same way. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of uh, bitter roots, anger, things like that that kind of went on. So I love my dad, though. That's the, the crazy part. I was such a daddy's girl, um, but he um, he also was kind of emotionally rough and abusive to us, you know. Um, but again, we worked through all that in our older yeah. years, um, and so I came out of my relationship. So just kind of fast forward a little bit. When my parents, when I turned 16, I was 15 or 16, mm-hmm. my parents divorced. Uh-huh. Um, and when they divorced, I actually stayed back with my father. Okay. Um, and I was in a time of my father's life when he went through a catastrophe. Yeah. I watched him really kind of hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. um, front hand And, uh, I kind of walked that season with him. So I experienced a lot of that with him. Mm-hmm. um, And then, uh, I ended up moving out because there was a lot that happened, which between me and him, um, I became kind of a person he took it out on just because you're in the environment. Uh, it wasn't personal to me. Uh, so when I, I had a lot to work through with that with him. Um, I left, I left that season Mm -hmm. of my life, um, when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and I left it with a lot of, um, anger, a lot of hurt. Let sure. me rephrase it. It was just disappointment that it turned into anger at a very young age. Yeah. Um, I was also very insecure because of a lot of things. I, I never had really a safe environment. Um, I was insecure. I had fear. Um, I Fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, anger with my parents. I mean, you name it. I, I thought I had everything under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so the Lord... Uh, you know, as I move forward in my life, I really operated in a lot of dysfunction—emotional dysfunction, yeah. Emotional dysfunction mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. If you wouldn't have thought that, you would have thought if you looked at me, um, other than my attitude, my mom would probably <laughs> spare <laughs> a different, spicy. a little spicy a little. attitude in my twenties. Yeah. Um, you, you would have thought that um, I kind of had it together, but there was a two-year period of my life when when my parents divorced mm-hmm. that I turned to drugs, mm-hmm. um, and, and I turned to men going out, things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a pretty wild ride for me, and at the end of that two years of me going through that, I really came to a place with me that I wanted to take my own life, Um, and I remember sitting in a car. I worked at Oasis on Joe Pool Lake, young Angry, broken, yeah. sitting in the deal. I was like, I just want to die. I'm done. I i don't want to do this anymore. Um, and my mom and Ann had been praying for me because they knew I had switched a little bit in that season. Yeah. Um, and they were like, well, you go to this youth camp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, um, you know what? It's, it was at LSU. I want to party. I want to get out of this season. Yeah, let's go. So I committed. Yeah. And you know what I love about the Lord? Even when our heart's not right, right. he takes it and makes it good absolutely so it was at that youth camp at lsu Um, that I met the Lord and I was radically, radically Mm -hmm. transformed at that youth camp. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember coming home. I was like the woman at the well, tell everybody about Jesus (laughs) because I have met the Lord and he is good. And it was a radical moment in my life, in my relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, I think that's so awesome how God, and and you're right, you know, we don't, and we've talked about that covering people in our testimonies because Mm -hmm. it's not not about Mm -hmm. what happened to you or not. You know, but it but we are a product of our environment mm-hmm. for a time, for a yeah. season. And God uses that to to grow us and yep. he knows the timing of when when to, exactly when to do that. When is it when is it gonna be most effective? And for you it was at that youth camp. So yep. is that when you were saved? Were you saved at that youth camp or were you saved before that?
1: Well I'm gonna say that I was saved young and my if you, my mom's amazing. She's a praying mother and always she's my mom too. She's she's, she's is, my other mom. We've I've adopted got, got Lauren into the family. <laughs> So she's amazing, yes. and she always prayed for me. And we went to a Baptist church growing up, yes. I, and I would go when I was young. I, I knew the Lord and gave him my life, I believe, it younger, yes. but it wasn't like that personal type of relationship right. like I had when that happened. But I will say this. I believe all the way back from the womb, the Lord had a plan for my life. I have literally have taken that, the scripture that God's given me, I knew you in the womb, right. I just believe his hand was on me then. And, I I mean, I can say this. My mom dedicated me. She she shares this all time i'll share it for you mom thank you for being a blessing to me an amazing mom but she dedicated me uh to the lord back to the lord when i was born um and and i just believe the lord's hand was on me but that began what i would call a deep intimate relationship at that time with the lord um but i will share with you i did get off track again but that was like that moment kind of just I can't explain it you know how people say I don't you can't tell me the Lord's not real I experienced the Lord in such a way at that camp that it didn't matter what anyone ever told me I didn't need proof anymore I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord was with me and he was real and he comforted me so much because I was so broken and that wasn't my healing moment I wasn't fully healed I just had him with me
0: right I actually had a conversation with a a young girl yesterday after church and we were talking about that like how Mm -hmm. do you like you grow when you grow up in church you believe because you've been taught to believe but but when does it transition um you know like in that age that younger age i think it sometimes it's hard to feel his presence mm-hmm. and um and i was just kind of telling her it, it, you know you you believe but it it goes from just believing in your head yep. to your heart and then it becomes a knowing yeah like you you know that you know that you know because you've yeah. had those you've had those holy spirit moments you've had yep. those encounters that it doesn't really matter what anybody tells you you know like i yep. will i'll die on this hill like yep, i know I'm, i've experienced <laughs> him you'll never tell me any different yep i'm and going out with it <laughs> yeah so even when we fall back or we get off track mm-hmm. you, he, he's put that experience in place and it doesn't it never goes away like when you, once you've experienced that you know you it's just it changes the trajectory of your life.
1: Yep. And that, that was a pivotal moment for me. Yeah. I still have the journal to this day of the day that it happened. Right. I, I journal often yeah. and I keep them because you can look back over your life. Right. And I literally can remember my pawpaw passed away. I have even, now I didn't journal when I was wanting to kill myself, but I didn't learn the, the beauty of journaling until that camp. Yeah. That's where I began journaling. Well,
0: you, you shared an insert with me out of your journal. <laughs> and let me just tell you, it's hilarious. Like to go back and see Jennifer back back in the early what was it like <laughs> yeah. early 20s. early teens and twenties. like it was this brutal. is awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, you can ask my 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 kids and other people who knew yeah. me back then. It was pretty brutal because keep in mind I met the Lord. Yeah, we begin this beautiful journey. I knew He was real, but that really. I didn't process anything, yeah. heal yet. He was still sure. working in me. Right. Um, and I tell everybody often that healing's a journey. Absolutely. And I didn't even start healing until I was 30. So when we get to that part of my testimony, um, it's a it's awesome and amazing what God can do. Mm-hmm. But my 20s, they were pretty much a wild ride. Well, that's what I was going to say. So let's, <laughs> let's fast forward a
0: minute to your 20s. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fill, fill us in on what your 20s was like.
1: Well... So I met the Lord I, at 16. I went forward. I'd already graduated, started school, got yeah. into new home sales um, because I I um, owed my uncle some money. So he let me Payed work it off. It off uh, yeah. And I just was a natural. And that's when I got into new home sales and began yeah. my real estate career. Right. Um, but in that time, I was actually a youth leader. I was doing youth um, and I, I was at Fellowship Church in Grapevine. I had joined a small ministry, and they had me do their youth at the little side church. And so I was just living for the Lord. I was on fire. I mean, I had this excitement for the Lord, zeal that you wouldn't deal. But let me tell you, uh, I was zeal without restraint. Okay, right. back then because I didn't have the wisdom and the healing and no. the things that I have with it, mm. uh, it was basically I was just blazing the trail. The wheels off, yeah, the wheels off. I was like, like a holy roller, <laughs>
0: but with the wheels off.
1: Yeah. So, um. A A lot of my decisions weren't thought through. Yeah. Um, I, I, it wasn't that I didn't have a heart for the Lord. It was just young. Let's go. Let's go. You know, let's do it. Um, so fast forward a little bit into my early twenties. I was, I bought my first house. I was living, uh, working, uh, and then a little bit later I sold that house and I moved into, uh, I moved to Grand Prairie to sell, um, another for another builder. And uh, I ended up meeting my, uh, now ex-husband, uh, and, we we hit it off. Um we were like best friends. Yes. Um and so that whole uh, that began a journey of me. We got pregnant. Yeah. Um, so we got married a little fast um i i got pregnant after about three months mm-hmm. um and and we were like what do we do so we got what, what is any what rational do you do? company <laughs> right. you know you get pregnant you get married immediately right. no i'm right. joking i do, that's not always the answer yeah. uh but Every we
0: circumstances different. exactly
1: yeah. but we also didn't have counsel we were i mean i had a like a pastor with me but i was again zeal and i had just wasn't always slowing down and even praying or yeah. asking uh, the lord i mean I, I prayed but i was just so fast. Um, and it all happened so fast. So, uh, but I, and, and to this day, I don't believe it was a mistake. I'm so grateful, um, that that did happen in my life because I'll share with you what the beautiful things that came out of it shortly. But, um, so we got, got pregnant, got married, I mean, we were a hot mess. I mean, both of us. If you could imagine what I was like, I was just a fiery, you know, woman in the household. Because you, you still
0: hadn't healed at this point. You were still no healing. Going, going, kind of going through the motions of it yeah. all, but without the healing.
1: And, and I had a lot of rejection and abandonment yeah. from my past. Mm-hmm. From what I went through in my home life, it carried forward. Sure. Um, it literally, the fear began to be a stronghold in my life at the age of three. When I went through, when I share my counselor, my inner healing journey, when I really went through the work with the Lord, it was the thread all the way back where the enemy tried to get me. And it was a stronghold for me. And that is why my favorite verse is be strong and courageous. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? I will be with you wherever you go because fear was such a stronghold in my life
0: it is fear grips you Mm -hmm. i mean when you when you've lived that way your whole life and then you continue moving forward until you can really get that uh broken off of you it just Mm -hmm. it alters things it alters your your decisions yes yes And you move in fear and moving in fear is not freedom at all
1: yes and it's so interesting because here's what i will share fear you would think it entered in my life and maybe you're listening and you're like oh my goodness i deal with fear too when we actually worked through it, it wasn't even like this major moment that fear entered in yeah. um, Now, I did have a background of being molested, so that was did happen in my life but that 's not where it entered in yeah. here 's what 's crazy. Me and my dad, this is the funniest thing in the world. When I think about the story now, me and my dad were driving the tractor. Now, I was a daddy's girl, so he was driving and I was riding. My mom and brothers went to the store, and I stayed back to ride on the tractor. Um, And so my dad goes, whatever you do, do not put your foot in that propeller.
0: (laughs) And so, I'm so young, you so,
1: so of, course. I, of course curiosity killed the yeah. cat. Well, I haven't <laughs> heard this story. Yeah, so that I doesn't li-
0: really surprise me much, actually. No, right? Yeah. Like,
1: are you sure? I mean, maybe we could test right. it. No, so my dad had said, "Don't," and I literally, um I, I put my foot down there, and I still have the scar, and it, it chopped my foot up. Well, again, I said my dad had grew up from that, you know, kind of a, a fiery environment, so he literally told me, "I told you not to do it." Now get in the house, and he. He sent me away. Mm. And, and, oh. it, and the way he spoke to me. Now, again, my dad probably wasn't coming at me. But, you know, we perceive things, yeah. especially when we're young, the way we perceive them. Well, it right. made me afraid. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that's when fear entered into my life, yeah and so when i when I got into my healing journey, I had to process that moment where I let fear begin what began to dominate me mm-hmm. and uh, there's a thread of in my life, I can look back and I would made my decisions based off the fear of what people thought, the yeah. fear of the outcome, the fear of getting in trouble, mm-hmm. the fear of failure, it was all fear, yeah, all the way back through all that, mm-hmm. and so it was such a beautiful thing when the Lord finally got me to to be
0: free of that. So let me ask you this: So you, so you tra- tra- trace that back to when you were three. So do you feel like, um, because you feared that situation, maybe you feared your dad? Did you have fear for the Lord, of the oh, Lord, in, a, in an unhealthy way?
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Go back to that journal entry you read about me. Yes. So here was the journal entry, just a little bit snippet of how I operated with the Lord. It was very much me performing. For him to love me. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to get the Lord to approve me because I didn't want to mess up. And if I messed up, I was always trying to prove to him I would be good enough to be loved. Isn't it crazy how that Mm -hmm. relates
0: back to your father? And and I've heard that before, but I was kind of the same way. Like, I felt like I had to perform for love at Mm -hmm. an early early age and it wasn't something whatever the dynamics that's what i felt and and the same it really until the last few years it takes a long time to get that broken off so you realize oh that's what i'm doing yep and you find yourself doing it in so many areas of life and even when you're healed from it i think kind of we sometimes resort back to that every now and then so it's it's a constant
1: yep and here's the beautiful thing if you're listening and you're dealing with fear too Mm -hmm. fear uh, it shouldn 't be our foundation, the fear yeah. of the Lord is different than the fear i 'm talking about reverence. the fear, yeah, the reverence yeah. of the Lord is different than the fear I was operating in I was fearful God was going to leave me that 's why Joshua one nine yeah. I will never leave her for say, or I would never leave you don 't be afraid because I was always afraid he was going to leave me and and that is something that he cast out of me well in the counseling, but the scripture he gave me was perfect love, cast out fear because mm-hmm. fear has to do with punishment right. if you have not be, if you 're afraid of punishment, you have not been perfected in love, yeah. and so God God had to perfect His love in me and love become the foundation of my heart, not fear. Um, But... But, if I remember that journal entry you read because I was going to share it a while ago it, it it said something like this, and I was sixteen or so I was young yeah. I was in high school, and I was journaling to the Lord, and I said, uh, "Oh, me and my best friend back in the time we had went on a um, we had been hanging out, yeah. and um, i didn 't read the Bible that morning Ooh. so the, that that I, and i didn 't do my homework or something and I said, yeah. "Well, lord
0: <laughs> I said, my fired. friend
1: didn't i didn 't get to hang out with my friend today and I guess it was because I didn't do my Bible study this morning and you're mad at me. And it literally, it was like, that's what wow. I deserve. Or you wow. reap what you sow. But but here's the thing about that. I'm not saying the Lord never disciplines us or sure. he doesn't correct us in or he does in a healthy way. Mine was not healthy. Yeah. Mine was constantly a negative voice in my head. Yeah. And that voice was, it created a legalistic type of mentality yeah. with me. Um, and, and even to this day, we haven't even got to my healing journey completely, but I have to be mindful to not let that creep in. Yeah. Because it was such a weakness for me. So, you know, I can't, uh, I, I have to be on guard. I have to be wise with the enemy to try to bring that back to me and, and me to think that that's healthy because it's not. And if you struggle with that, I pray today that you know yeah. that God can help you um, and you just lean into the love He has for you because He is so good. And he I, is so good.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's so common. It's, mm-hmm. it, and I hate to say, especially for girls. I don't know. That's my only perspective. Yeah. But I mean, I think it is. I think girls tend to perform more, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but yeah I feel like that's so common so if you're doing that if you find mm-hmm. yourself doing that you know trace that back and, yeah. and get healing for those things yeah. because it is it really is freedom when you no longer when you realize that you only answer to one mm-hmm. you know that you don't have to worry about what everybody thinks about you and in the enemy's he's yes. he's sly. like he, he look yeah. he studies us he watches us and so he knows where to hit us and then later on in life when you've dealt with abandonment or rejection that kind of just heightens that right like Mm -hmm. then you kind of go right back to that little girl of like i have to be perfect or the lord's not going to love me if i don't do everything right he's not going to love me and then that creates all this pressure and you can't live like that it's it's
1: it's unrealistic it's unhealthy and there's absolutely no motivation No motivation in performance. Mm -hmm. I know that you can in a worldly mind, but in the spiritual realm, it's so draining. Because if the Lord, the foundation is love. I I had a professor in my undergrad and he shared love is the greatest motivator. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how true is that? Think to the cross. The Absolutely. act of love of, of someone set us free. Set us free. Mm-hmm. Someone else paid the price to set us free. That was the greatest act of love of all kind, mm-hmm. all time. And that motivates us. That actually creates the foundation. But see, I think a lot of times in my life back then, I wasn't really understanding that gift. Yeah. I was trying to earn it. So instead of unwrapping it and receiving it, I was like, I got this gift. I'm going to work for it. It's
0: grace. See,
1: I wasn't that way because I had a member, keep in mind at three, he said, I told you not to do that. Now you're going to suffer. And so I went in the house and I was under this, I felt like almost like a curse and and it wasn't intentional. My dad was just being a father. He warned me. He didn't want me to get hurt, but I took it so internally harsh Um, and so Again, it just twisted the way I heard the lord 's voice, and now, in my life um, and we 'll talk more about my healing journey, but now, in my life i don 't hear his voice that way yeah. it 's actually soft and it 's um it 's comforting and it 's sweet um and he will correct me like I said, he does, but he does it in love um because he he does correct us, and right. he does love us, but it 's just such a different dynamic now,
0: yeah, I think it hit me one day i was I think I was writing or something for one of our, for our page and it and I was going through some stuff, and I remember i think I' got to this point that i was I was expecting perfection out of people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I realized i'm like i i am I'm expecting God out of people,
1: mm-hmm. but then I'm
0: expecting people out of God, yeah, like I'm not accepting his perfect love and his perfect grace and yep. his perfect mercy instead, I'm putting it on people yep um but yeah that that's amazing, so
1: yeah, and I think we me for i did that too, but it, it was because people. It were the foundation instead of God. Absolutely. And so what had to flip is that God says you can't please men and people you can you know you can't please people and God please God first. Yep. One thing I had to flip for me was the opinions of men were second to God. Yeah. So who I my ultimate approval the foundation approval for me was the Lord. Yeah. And if people didn't approve me it's not that I'm mad at you but it no longer could take my identity.
0: Yes and I, I was a uh, when I was going through all my healing stuff, I was having an issue one morning, and um, I was just letting people weigh on me. Like, mm-hmm. what everybody would say, it was just, it was making me feel like I'm terrible, I'm not good enough, yeah. I'm not all these things, and I was driving, and I pulled over, and I, it's like I heard the Lord say, you know, do you, do you believe their opinion over mine? Yeah. And, it, and, and, and it was like, okay, you're making them your idol. Yep. Yeah. And we do that. So, yeah, if
1: you back up in my story a little bit, because we shared in my 20s where I got married, but if you keep going in our marriage um, and -hmm. kind of I operated, um, it's almost like I had a banner. (laughs) I operated like flashing, uh, rejected and, and, uh, you know, how I just lived the scarlet letter kind of yeah, yeah, just constantly. and, And interestingly enough. It was it was the rejection that brought us together, right. kind of we had trauma like trauma bond, bond kind of yeah. to a degree, <laughs> both of us were um, uh, definitely had things to work through. I know I did, I was just a hot mess, and uh, just really put a lot of pressure on him that was unhealthy mm-hmm. um, and and in when I got to the point where we finally got to a place because we did end up getting a divorce um, we got to a place where we both were in counseling because we were, we were trying to work through, like we were on like literally a little bitty thread of what we had left of, of all the five, the things that were happening. Um, but we had two beautiful kids and we were like, okay, well, we'll go to counseling. And and when I got to counseling, we were going to Generations Church in Granbury in the tie at the time, uh, which I go to again now. And I'm so grateful. I'll share that testimony later, but I, um, my pastor's wife, uh, counseled with me mm-hmm. um and he was counseling they were doing us together but they separated us because ultimately here was the thing we might have had issues together but we both really brought him into the situation yeah. it wasn't so much yeah we didn't know how to be married but mm-hmm. we also just had a whole lot of packing unpacking to do personally yeah. so we could see clearly um so what what our counseling was this take us apart sure. and let's work through your your own issues uh, and then we'll bring y'all back together Kay. that's kind of what we were going to do yeah. right just work through that, so we could see clearly. Because you know, when you, it's interesting. I, I think I could point out in him what I had in me.
0: They say you do that. You uh, yeah, it really was like that? I
1: was blaming him, but yeah, I was carrying the same thing, it, right? It was yeah, my own like issue too, job, right? Yeah. And so, as the Lord brought me into that counseling, um, he ended up actually leaving the home in two thousand fourteen. He left and moved in with his parents, and uh, kind of. Backtracked. He, mm-hmm. he ended up kind of deciding, you know, he didn't want to go the journey. And that's that was, you know, his call. But the Lord held me accountable. Yeah. Uh, I shared that when you shared about your testimony. He told me, um, you, you know, you can't control what he does, but yeah. you need to go to counseling and deal with you. 'Cause if you don't deal with you, you're taking it with you. Yeah. Whatever you don't deal with it carries over you, you carry over. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and we stood I, I stood for him for a long time and I remained in counseling. Um and interestingly enough, we ended up in a divorce still. Yeah. Um, but it was such a beautiful journey for me to the degree of this. I went through those moments like you, I was just it was heartbreaking. Yeah. The most horrible thing and I had stood for us to be together back together and all that back then um and it just didn't work out and that was okay but when I left there um I had went through a healing a healing season for a moment I I left and I left there completely heartbroken yeah
0: it's and like a death people don't, it was don't, a death yeah and, and people don't give time to that you know mm-hmm. and it's painful, and it is like a death.
1: Yes. Yeah, so just to give you a little bit, like if you're following with me, because I know you are out there, uh, on my testimony, I I was about 32. I'm 41 yeah. almost now. I'm yeah. a, I'm 40. So nine years. N- about nine years yeah. ago when I'm sharing this story. Um, so I had left there. I left Generations Church, mm-hmm. um, and I was doing ministry, doing things there, left to join the ministry and women's ministry um, out, because that's what the Lord had called me to do when I was there. That's where I got called. Yeah. Um, literally in the middle of the night uh, at three o'clock in the morning, Mm. um, the Lord woke me up and he said, come out and be separate. Mm. And he said, it's time for you to live for me. Yeah. And I literally went to church the next morning and my pastor's wife, who is now my, still my pastor's, my pastor today, Miss Yvette Latta. Um, she is amazing. And she, she prayed over me at the altar and she said, the Lord has called you yeah. And I said, that's exactly what he told me last night. <laughs> yeah, and
0: it, it, It's awesome how God confirms that. Like, Maybe I heard that, maybe I didn't, and it's just like, no, you for sure heard yeah, that. Yeah, and
1: I'm a hot mess, by the way, still, yeah. too. So I'm like, all right, if Lord can use anyone, I guess he can <laughs> right. use me. It's possible. Yeah. But I had a lot. I had done some of my inner healing with her at that time because uh-huh. I stayed in counseling a lot of things. There was a lot of uh, repenting. I had to go back to him. So here, let me share a few hot moments from that little season of my counseling. She had me go back to my parents because here's mm-hmm. the interesting part. I was in my standing, the Lord had me clear the path
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in my counseling. Right. And we, it was interesting. I told you when I left my parents' house at 16, I was angry, discouraged, and hurt. Yeah. And I left, I moved out, moved with my granny. Mm-hmm. Well, we go back, fast forward to my, I'm 30 something, 31, 32, somewhere around there. And I'm in counseling okay. and I'm in a divorce. Mm-hmm. And You're I. Reliving realize that she brings up to my attention. She goes, well, did you judge your parents for what they did? And I, man, I broke. I was like, yes, I was 16. And why did they, you know, I just went through this whole thing. And I realized I had judged my parents for getting a divorce. Because in that time of my life, I didn't believe divorce. You know, we read in the word. Yeah. That divorce uh God hates divorce and he, yeah, and, and, and I does. agree yeah. he does, but I also can say there are times mm-hmm. when it 's acceptable, yeah. and i didn 't believe that because I was so that that you know one way, but yeah. you can be extreme, and I was very extreme in that way, and i didn 't understand what had happened yeah. so the I had to go back to both of my parents at 30 something, talk with them, mm-hmm. and they explained to me their side, and I asked them to forgive me for judging them. Yeah. And then there was peace made with that, yeah. and that cleared the path. Of, but I, I held on to that anger and disappointment. All of my twenties, so, to the point where I didn't ask my parents for advice, so, like I had judged them.
0: So when when was this? This was you were 30, in my thirties already. When you divorced? You yeah, we
1: were um, two thousand seventeen or sixteen is when our divorce was final. Okay,
0: so it's been over nine years. It's been over. Yes, we've okay.
1: been separated. So my single journey has been nine years. I'm starting your nine right now, okay, that's right. Um, January seventh. Uh, our first podcast was actually day one that's of right. your nine. That's right. The Lord works in seasons. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but that was some one of the things i had to go back with and deal deal with was the judgment yeah. um the the judgments i had uh with my parents and if you you know you, you you have things that with your mom and dad i encourage my my children too cuz we ended up getting a divorce um to honor your father and your mother cuz that's the first commandment right. the promise your life will go well mm-hmm. well i had to work through the things with my parents and that's why i said when my dad passed, we were fine because mm-hmm. in that time me and my dad worked through all of our, the things that happened in my, our life and yeah. he apologized we just walked we talked it out i mean he we were i was young he was a young father we talked it out and god set us free
0: yeah yeah that's awesome and you know i love hearing stories about your dad so we were on vacation <laughs> let me just fill you in on this we were on vacation when when was okay. this in the mountains we're going through this tunnel and we get stuck and we don't get stuck it's like traffic and jennifer like starts to bolt out of the car full on panic attack and then you reminded me of a story when you were growing up that y'all mm-hmm. get stuck in what what was it hurricane wait we Tr- were in
1: her it was it's her hurricane katrina. katrina, 2000 what was 2000 um oh, that was it was katrina sure. um so i told you i had to see i had uh, abandonment and rejection were yeah, two this, that's major so things yeah. okay so we the why i think it happened and i had to process this after this happened because i was yeah. like laura I, I mean i don't know where that it, came it from it was for real
0: like she was about opening like, car doors i ain't lying running. i was like laura
1: if, if something happens <laughs> like,
0: what is going on here i don't even know what to do in this moment <laughs>
1: I started laughing about uh, two minutes later. But yeah. in the moment, I'm literally having like a little Hold moment. On. But yeah. it's because when I was in 2000, um, my dad was, you know, I, that's when my I was living with my dad. Yeah. But my best friend at the time was going to college. And we went down to the coast. Mm-hmm. And we stayed the weekend. Yeah. And th- But we had all of her stuff in my car and her car. Yeah. Well, that's when the flood came. And literally, we were on the island. They said, everyone evacuate. Leave the island now. And they're they're clearing everyone off the island. So uh, you're talking everyone is going one way. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So we're a lot of traffic. We're actually on Highway 10, Katy Freeway. And we're there. We're stuck. We get stuck at this one place. And we're sitting there like 30 minutes. Well, all of a sudden, water starts coming into my car. Yeah. And it's rising up quickly. I'm saying it's fast. Well, what we realize is that above us or ahead of us a few miles the water had hit an 18-wheeler and turned it across the highway no one could leave mm. so we were all trapped yeah. and uh literally car filled up within a few minutes I um my dad we roll out my sunroof we climb out while I'm up against the wall because water's rushing my car and it yeah. pushed me against the bunker so I'm climbing out yeah like I'm climbing out of the car um and it, my car was underwater overnight we stayed in a shelter um and that was one of the times that Everyone left me there, and I had to get a ride back home. Yeah. And so there was just some of those moments in my life. Um, and so I had processed being left, yeah. but I d- didn't process the fear of the. It, it, I mean, literally, when I say people were trapped in their cars, they were breaking windows, yeah. and people were dying because they—they're electric. Yeah. And if you don't get out of your car fast enough, you get stuck in there. Yeah,
0: and this this was like what twenty something years. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, this was later. But you never, you know, things like that until you actually. Well, for me, the way I've worked and I've worked with women is until you process that moment. There's certain moments in your life that kind of hit you. Yeah. They create a, I call it a dent in your armor or something that like kind of triggers uh, triggers you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you work through that trigger, then it can be removed. Yeah. But I had never really processed how I felt like mm. the overwhelm. Yeah. And that's what came up when we were in this tunnel yeah. was it was coming down to a close all the cars were stopped and we were in a black hole and I was, like, yeah, I was like everyone get out.
0: Like we go <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we so we haven't talked about your kids yet. So you no. you you got pregnant, you got married and then you had Hunter and so yep. but then you also got a bonus a bonus yes. baby. You oh. have maddie.
1: she and she is amazing maddie is 20 now yeah. um and i am absolutely so grateful that the lord brought her into my life um and so you know madison was lewis's daughter my ex-husband and um her mom she's amazing but d- had a little bit of struggles in That's life on. too right we, we all go through things and yeah. didn't really have healing for it so maddie ended up being with us yeah. um and so uh Literally the first time Maddie met me, she called me mom. Yeah she just had a desire to have a mom in her life yeah. and i so deeply wanted a little girl yeah. um and um and i'm going to share a lot more of my testimony throughout this year but she we were both really second chances for each other and yeah. it was such a blessing um because when i when she loved me it was like god graced her heart yeah. um and now i you know I, we love her mom there's nothing there but or nothing negative there she loves her mom talks to her mm-hmm. but i have raised her now yeah. since she was um uh, four years old mm. and so she interestingly enough people think she's mine absolutely she doesn't yeah. you know she favors me she has her own little characteristics that are amazing uh, a little salty yeah, them, Little, yeah. Huh? So, we can have those moments yeah. um a little feisty a yeah. little, little feisty side of it it's she's awesome a lot like me yeah. it's crazy yeah. um but definitely uh blessed but i'll share a moment of her life with me you know the lord uh she was such a blessing to me because she encouraged me to be that woman yeah. and and the Lord used her as almost an encouragement for me to live out what he had called on my life. Yeah. Um, I wanted to set an example for her. Yeah. You know, I wanted to her to know that you didn't have to have. So when I got divorced, I've been single the, the time. Now I've had a few dates. Don't get me wrong, but um, have remained single mm-hmm. uh, because I still had work to be done in me. There yeah. was still stuff. And I wanted to be there for my kids mm-hmm. for a season uh, so they could heal. Like I, sure. I healed and moved forward healthy. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, you know, there's no judgment with anyone that may have got married quickly. But yeah. for me, that wasn't in my heart. Right. I, I, and my kids needed my help. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Maddie was my encouragement to live out that singleness well. Yeah. And my son, um, he, he struggled a little bit. He was really hurt by because he was yeah. young right. and, and he loved his daddy my goodness. And he still does. They're amazing today. They have a great relationship. Um, it's grown a lot and that's been a beautiful thing to watch what the Lord's doing there. Um, but, uh, definitely he, you know, he struggled, Mm -hmm. uh, with that. And I, um, so I wanted to stay with them to help them through that. Um, and God has been gracious, uh, to give me, uh, that season. It's been a long time, but God has done a lot of work.
0: Yeah, and it's so awesome how how the Lord graces that time period. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we joke about this all the time, like if somebody would have told you Right after you got divorced, I'm sorry, but you're going to be single nine years later. You'd be like, no, ma'am. No,
1: nine, uh, nine well, men. interestingly enough, in the courtroom, so I had, so kind of like you, I stood. <laughs> the Lord is so good to us, you guys. I, yeah. I You know, everyone's like, you have games. I'm like, the Lord just makes me look good. Because yeah. when I was, um, when we ended up getting divorced, I, I you know, we had already stood. I stood like you. Yeah. And um, I had to go back to the waiting period. And I got mad at <laughs> My, i said lord lord forgive me um i said they said you have to wait 60 more days again and i'm like i've already waited two <laughs> years and here i am nine years later i'm still, still you know working with the lord yeah. and uh, but but i'll say but here's a choice the, it is a choice lighter, yeah. and i i will say this I'm content absolutely and I love my life, and he, I do, and I encourage women if you're listening and you're single don 't get married just to get married. Yeah. Look, there has to be purpose with it. God needs so much more mm-hmm. and you and to be prepared mm-hmm. and to work through your own things and, and that 's something I did as well in this nine years. I had a lot of heartbreak from that divorce, yeah. um, my kids had a lot, so we yeah. spent that time with the Lord, and interestingly enough, the Lord is actually Finished up some of the pieces this year of my healing, yeah. so it's not like I was healed all in year two and three. I actually thought I was better off than I was, yeah. um, but past, fast forward through, the Lord reveals things to me that I still had to let go of and heal, yeah. and so uh, it's been a beautiful journey in that. Mm-hmm. But I I tell women like don't don't get That's married just to go be with someone yeah. it's better to be alone and with the lord in contentment than in just a relationship yeah, that's, that's miserable because yeah. it will get old
0: mm-hmm. D- especially when you haven't healed because you're going to repeat all that stuff yep. with someone new and yep. then you go right back through it and you're going to i mean god's going to get you to that point regardless but it's so much easier just to take that time off and do it orderly because he is orderly yep and next month is uh valentine's Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the single stuff in yes. February, but um yeah. So, so tell me, what do you do? Like, what are some of the things you do for fun? Since you are single, like, what are what do you do in, well, in your free
1: time? I had the motto, and and you balance me out a lot in this. But enjoy the journey. I think that's one of the things that I love. I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. We laugh a lot. Um, and one of the things. Well, this is not going to be fun to Laura, but everyone listening, I'm going to put my hand up. Mm-hmm. I like to run. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible.
0: I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, I should really start that again, but I'm just not there yet. Lord well, hasn't put, he hasn't like put that on me at this point.
1: Well, I know it's interesting. It wouldn't sound fun, but there's something about this oh, getting okay. the endurance and in the beauty. I run outside um, and just I enjoy that. I enjoy that part yeah. of, of of life. Um, I enjoy uh, the animals, going to rodeos uh, with my kids. Really, I—I'm going to say this. I can enjoy. Anything that's healthy yeah. with the right people, right? That's and I love to go out and about when we get to, you know, have have live life, live to the fullest. Yeah. But then when I work, I work.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you told us what your favorite scripture was. What's your what is your favorite worship song?
1: Well, there's two. I know I needed to give one, but I'm going to be difficult because I, I don't mean to be, but I've really prayed and I could not settle down on um, on on one. Mm-hmm. The first one's Gratitude. I love that song. I love that song because I, you know, I shared parts of my healing journey and there's so much we will share throughout this year, even more. Yeah. But um I, I just feel so grateful and I don't have much to offer him other than. A hallelujah. And yeah. I, I, you know, I've learned, um, that I have to praise him in all seasons. Yeah, and, uh, I'm gonna, and I love it when they say, come on, my soul. And I remember there was times that I was so broken, I could barely lift my hands. Mm-hmm. And I voice, yeah. and and uh, I remember one Sunday at church my pastor's wife she raised my hand said raise them up Jennifer praise the Lord I felt like she was my heirs and hers yeah. just raise them up I know you don't have it raise them up praise him right now yeah. right now if you're broken and you're hurt and praise the Lord give him what you have give him the little you have and he can turn it into a lot um, and I, I I know that a lot of that carried me through yeah. um, so just very grateful for the Lord carrying me through one yeah. of my uh, visions we are probably Processing, uh, in this last year was, uh, in, in the vision the Lord gave me was him holding after, um, everything broke and I got divorced. I was laying in the Lord's hands mm-hmm. and I had like a heartache yeah. and, I, and my heart was bleeding, but he was holding me yeah. the whole time. That's awesome. that's and awesome. I just, that's how I felt like I made it through several of those years, just laying in the Lord's hands. He was yeah. carrying me. Yeah. And, and, um, so that song and the other song is, um, fear is a liar. Yeah by zach williams and it's because that was such a stronghold when i hear that song i'm like man that was a lot of the lies i used to believe and i refuse to ever enter back into that place with you enemy because fear is a liar and it is and how many if you listen to the words you haven't ever heard it and you deal with fear you struggle with that you battle with that listen to that song and listen to the words Mm -hmm. um it's very very um like on point to the voices you are you're, you're battling yeah. um, are the words. And so I really enjoy it and love it. Um, and I think it's a great song yeah. uh, for someone who might be battling that. And we all can face fear to a degree, well, I right? I think we all do
0: at some point in life. And it's like, you know, we're all running a race, right? It, like yep. we're all running a race. And fear is like just putting on these wet blankets you know over and over and over and you, you're still moving but you're moving in fear and you're moving so much slower yeah and once you get that off like you're just so free to run Yep. and there's such a beautiful thing to have that release and just run in in true freedom and I think if there's anybody anyone listening right or whoever's listening right now that's going through maybe you're in your 30s or in your 40s like it, it's never too late for God to heal you Mm-mm. And, you know, you went through your healing journey, and I got the honor of of going to California with you back in May and watching you walk the stage to get your master's. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're never to the point that God's not going to do more. It's all about more. He's going to continue to do more in us. And so, I mean, you – so talk about some of that, like that journey as far as, you know, going back to school and doing those things.
1: Yeah, I went back to school when the Lord called me to ministry. And I'll tell you – I didn't understand it to the, because it's not the degrees so much. It wasn't the, me having the degrees. They were the outcome. That was awesome. I did get a degree. Great. And I was blessed. Um, but here's what the Lord gave me to be a disciple of Christ. Mm -hmm. I will become a lifetime learner. And the Lord told me when he called me to remain teachable. Mm -hmm. So that journey of school wasn't about, um, so much getting those degrees it was about the lord teaching me uh about his word and about about my how to operate and how to become who he wanted me to be and Mm -hmm. to sharpen those giftings mature those giftings in me so i could genuinely do a great job Mm -hmm. um and work toward that place but here's the thing um i believe if you're out there and you're called and you have something with the word school or not Mm -hmm. god's going to get you where he wants you for me school was a journey of learning and so i really just soaked it up um and i enjoyed that i i it's interesting because um a lot of the workbooks and the things i'm coming came out of me learning and building in my undergrad and my in my my master's um and so we have a program made whole again coming um that was developed in in my master's degree really started my undergrad and even radiant women's ministry this ministry was birthed Mm -hmm. in my final presentation of seeing that the lord gave me the vision of radiant women's ministry because i wanted to go back and help women cross over like he helped me cross over.
0: So, so tell tell everybody briefly what that is.
1: So Radiant Women's Ministry, it's just, so Healing War Wounds is a part of Radiant Women's okay. Ministry, but the Women's Ministry is a place where we do mentoring, counseling. Uh, we can do grief counseling, divorce counseling, individual counseling. Uh, we also will do speaking engagements when the time is right, when God calls it. Uh, we do, if you follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, the different places, we do daily words of encouragement or, or videos. Um, and really, ultimately, we'll, we'll, have um laura's working on some things i'm working on a, a program that'll be available and we'll have plenty of books and resources over the years it'll be available for everybody um so if you haven't checked us out it's radiant women's ministry and again healing war wounds came about as well in that vision uh being a place where we could come share our testimonies hope and healing uh, with women who have walked through life's tragedies and traumas and it's not look everyone really goes through something um and we all need when we meet the lord we just we meet him and then he cleans us up that's what he did with me right we come as we are but he doesn't leave us there right we come as we are and then he helps us heals us shapes us grows us molds us makes us more like him mm-hmm. and now people are like well jennifer you're you look so different well yeah i look different because he is you see more of him now and less of me and right. and he's healed me so much that all the things of the world that happen they no longer control me right. that that scripture of the the lord where he says oh death where is your sting yeah. Where are the things that sting you when he heals you? It no longer, eventually, it took time. Change, yeah. It took years, actually. So don't be discouraged out there. It's a journey. But on that journey, as I grow, you'll see more of the Lord as I heal. But also, will I still grow? I'm not even, I will not attain. So there's always room for growth. There's always room to to, to work through saying things and become better. Yeah um but he's definitely i'm i like joyce Meyer's thing that says i'm not where i want to be but i'm not where i used to be
0: right yeah so in the journey and i we were just talking about this a couple days ago Mm -hmm. and just our desire to just be so real with you guys and because i do think you know it says you go through the fire and you don't smell like smoke yeah but sometimes when you don't smell it smell like smoke people don't forget that you've been through the fire we don't sit you, you don't sit here and pretend that I'm perfect. I no. do everything perfect. It's it, our desire is to to be upfront yeah. and honest. And there's so there was so much ugliness. There was so much oh. mess. And and we do go. We have to go back to that at times. Yeah. Because there, it's a healing is a constant process. Yeah. Well, I, I don't sh- know yeah. that we've ever fully arrived. And and things get brought up in layers and layers yeah. and layers. And you know, God's desire is He does love us where we're at, absolutely a hundred percent. Yeah. But He desires to see us changed. Yeah. He desires to live the life that he's called us to live and he wants it, you know, he wants us to live life abundantly. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that broken, you have to do that healed. And so that's that's our desire with this, with Healing War Wounds is Mm -hmm. to just, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're walking through, whatever stage you're at, it does get better. It gets mm-hmm. better.
1: Well, the, the scripture of the ministry is Isaiah 61. That's mm-hmm. the main scripture. Well, one of them um, for the calling is that the Lord has known to me to preach the good news that those who mourn and give beauty for ashes. Yeah. And here's, here's what I like to tell. Uh, what I feel like, I, so here's where I'm at today, but this isn't where I started. My journey was brutal. It was a lot. I worked through stretching. I worked through pruning. I mm-hmm. worked through pain. I worked through moments of anger and frustration and not wanting to wrestling with the Lord at times. Um, but the end result, the Lord says at the end that they will be oaks of righteousness on display for the Lord's splendor. Yeah. And so there's an end goal the Lord's working with with us. Right. And 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 when He started my journey nine years ago, yeah. uh, He was working toward a goal with me. Um, and He's not done, like you said. Yeah. Um, and even when we get to one goal, we can always mature. Sure. There's always places of maturity. Okay. Um, just like we get we're a baby and we grow into an adult or you know older person, we're going to do that with the Lord. We're going to yeah. grow and mature. I can read the word today and read a scripture i read 10 years ago and i'm like oh i didn't see it that way back then it's different Mm -hmm. um and then the lord can sharpen me more and he gets me so it's always room for growth but there is hope that you can overcome so you do not have to stay in the murk and mire Mm -hmm. every time that the lord did a work in my life he broke a chain of the past Mm -hmm. so i could live free today
0: yeah absolutely and we do have to wrap up. And so and and like you said, there's so much more to our testimonies yes. and obviously we will we'll continue to share those. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only do so much in in one podcast. But yeah. we appreciate you guys joining us. And if you could leave someone with a word of encouragement today, what would that be?
1: Just take the Lord's hand wherever you're at. If you don't know him, I, I want to encourage you to call to know him uh, and to receive the gift of salvation and him, him as your Lord and savior, join hands with him and just walk the journey out. He's not going to leave you in it wherever you're at. I don't care where you're at and just let him move you to where he wants you. Listen to him and let him love you uh, and take care of you because he is a good father. Yeah is awesome. a good father. He is, for sure.
0: And we thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, it, it, we encourage you to continue to listen to us on Mondays. Yeah. If you'd like to sow into the ministry, we'll put a link down there for that as well. And we will be back next Monday.
1: Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Have
0: a great day.